0: Welcome to the Garden of Belonging, a podcast exploring the things that help us belong to ourselves and the things that get in our way. I am your host, Kim K. Gray, a life coach for good girls and people pleasers, dedicated to helping them know, trust, and courageously share their voices. In this podcast, we will explore topics such as self knowledge, self trust, self acceptance, and self expression. The world needs our unique gifts. It's time we connect with our inner voice and show up fully as ourselves. Welcome to Season 2. This season, we are exploring the concept of honoring ourselves. What does that mean and what does it look like? Today, I speak with Sadie Tichelar. Sadie is a qualified and certified UK life coach for women Who are ready to shake off external expectations, embrace their truest self, and live a life of deep and meaningful fulfillment. She uses her superpowers of intuition, empathy, and curiosity to support women to uncover their own superpowers and step boldly into living the best possible version of themselves. Um, A quick note, there is a bit of adult language in this episode, so if you have little ones, you might want to pop on some headphones. All right, Sadie, thank you for joining me on the Garden of Belonging podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Kim. Yeah.
0: So this season we are talking about honoring ourselves. So what does that mean to you?
1: Um, so how to think about this? And I think it means that you have to kind of accept and um, see yourself as a whole, not just the bits that you like. It's kind of this is this is me as I am, raw, um, messy, um, everything else and kind of actively seeking to kind of understand those bits that don't make sense to us all the time as well and being um, being curious and brave uh, to kind of explore those darker parts and not just kind of wanting to bury them away or um, ignore them or, or pretend they don't exist but kind of trying to seek to make friends with them a little bit Um, And owning all those parts of us that we're also sometimes shamed to think about as bad or that uh, we're told to hide away or not to express or to keep kind of secret. That's kind of, especially as kids, you get that kind of piled onto you when you're expressing yourself in your truest self. in in a very innocent way quite often and there'll be some message from somewhere that tells you that's not what you should do or that's not right or don't say that in in mixed public or whatever it might be and all those layers of shame get put on us um and we hide things away so i think it means being vulnerable as well because you have to kind of say this is part of me which is a little bit raw a little bit tender and to honor it i have to have some kind of vulnerability about sharing it and find the strength in that vulnerability Uh, because i think that shows then to other people that it's okay to show up as yourself as your full self and it makes it safer for other people to feel they can do that as well and i think it's um it's being aware of where you come from as well. So, at the moment, especially for me, I've been exploring more around my um, my heritage and my roots. Um, so, my family are all Irish and I've kind of tracing that back. It kind of the Irish one's quite deep, <laughs> according to um, ancestry DNA. So, I've been enjoying kind of exploring that part of myself and honouring that as a spiritual practice mm. and making that kind of weaving that into part of who I am now as well. Um, and that kind of doesn't just honor me then as well, that honors kind of where I've come from, my family, my ancestors, a culture that I may not physically belong to because I don't live in Ireland, but it's something that I can kind of bring with me now. So it's kind of that whole, that whole self thing, I guess, is, is at the, is at the heart of it for me.
0: Yeah. I love that you just, you, we wove in so many rich and juicy pieces there (laughs) with like, the spiritual aspect and honoring um, honoring that piece of you, honoring your family, your heritage, and honoring those, like, those more sticky parts that we tend to push away. It's almost like you, when you were speaking, I thought of this, like, reclaiming occurring Mm. where you're, like, um, you know, pulling those pieces of you that you've shoved away back out into the light and being, like, I love you, too, you're welcome here, too. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And, and it kind of, it, it, it. there's such power in that, I think, because once you've reclaimed it for yourself, then it takes the power away from other people calling you out, not calling you out on it, but kind of using that against you. Mm-hmm. If you're fully owning it, you're saying, well, yeah, it, this is, I don't care what you call me. I know what I am and who I am. So that's my shield almost. That's my kind of um yeah, it, it, it takes the power away from other people being able to use that then.
0: Yeah, and brings that power back into you. Yes, yeah. yeah. And
1: as you say, that reclaiming, it's kind of all parts of me. I call it all back. This is exactly who I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I love what you were also mentioned about permission for others. You know, I, I've definitely felt that myself as, as people share something maybe they're struggling with, then I don't feel so alone. And I feel that that piece of me can be welcomed as well. So I think that's yeah. huge.
1: Yeah. And that kind of safe space of if other people are doing this and maybe it's also okay for me to put my hand up and say, yeah, I like this as well. Or that's that's kind of how I identify. Or um, or if if there's that kind of understanding that's there, then it makes us all able to own ourselves a little bit more because there isn't that kind of that challenge and that that butting up against other people's things everyone is happy with who they are in some ideal world somewhere (laughs) and you don't have to kind of hide bits of yourself because there isn't that that need to
0: yeah yeah so beautiful Mm. so what do you find for you gets in the way of honoring yourself
1: um there's a lot in there about kind of um comparison and kind of that again that kind of judgment that we get caught up in and that shame and that judge that kind of is this who really i am or do i see other people and want to have what they have that kind of goldilocks effect of of do i really want to have that because that's interesting and enticing or is that not actually for me and kind of trying to stay in my own lane a little bit and not kind of getting too sidetracked with stuff and I found especially when I'm growing my business what I find is that it's almost like I'm singing in a choir with everyone singing a slightly different song mm-hmm. and it's very easy to get caught up in someone else's song and forget what your own one is mm-hmm. um and trying to come back to that I'm going hang on a minute this isn't what I'm about this isn't what I wanted to do I'm getting caught up in that comparison and coming back to what my what my thing is um and what I've found is helping that is having a structure to my daily practice. Um, and I, I used to think that having a lot of water, it kind of being Pisces and that kind of thing, a lot of, and quite an emotional being, I used to kind of harp on a lot about, oh no, I like to flow and I don't like to be too contained. And, <laughs> um, but what I've actually found is having that structure means that I can flow within something I don't spread out too thin and I have those boundaries that remind me who I am and um, kind of bringing myself back to you know remember this is what's important to you these things that you hold sacred in this little boundary container that's who you are you don't get kind of diluted almost by the noise and the things that around that other people are doing to um, so find that balance of structure, I found kind of helps remember this is what's important to me. This is what I enjoy doing. This is what feels good for me. This is what um, this is what I need to remember is sometimes uncomfortable. But the more I sit with it, then it gets it gets to be comfortable, or I get get used to it being there. Um, yeah, so there's a lot kind of around that. Constantly almost having to come back to find myself again. It's very easy to kind of go off and get lost with everything else that happens in the world and then suddenly realize you're lost. And then we do that kind of journeying back around to yourself again. Um, there's a lot in there as well around kind of knowing what's, what expectations are and letting go of them. And they instead kind of all those expectations and those shoulds that again, we pile on top of ourselves and we start to think of as our own. And then we go. Hello, this isn't mine. I didn't want this for me. Why am I ca- why am I carrying this around? This isn't mine. And putting it down, and instead, kind of going, okay, right, come back to, come back to the core again. What is it? What are my values? What's my boundaries? What are my beliefs? What do I? What are my priorities? And then again, building that kind of that sense of self container back up again, um, and and retaining that in there. Yeah went off on a little little tangent there but it's kind of I think at the core of it is that yeah yeah awesome
0: um what does what do you feel it means to honor the darker sides you you started to talk a little bit about this um (coughs) excuse me but what does that look like to you your shadow or lots of different terms for it people use your shadow
1: um yeah I think it's um it's having that awareness of it, first of all, mm. and going, okay, this is a part of me that I may not be fully understand what it is or where it's come from, but having that awareness initially and then getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, which gets overused, I think, but it is that is the, the sense of it, isn't it? You have to go, okay, this is going to be messy. This is going to feel a little bit uncomfortable um, and I'm going to want to pull away from it. But actually, if I lean into it, I can understand it better um possibly understand where it roots from or at least understand what the impact it has and what the the influence on it is now um to understand okay is that really serving me in a in a way that helps move me forward or do i need to change my behavior or change my beliefs or is it something I need to accept? You know what, an honour, that part of me. Sometimes I can be a bit bitchy. Sometimes I can be a bit lazy, whatever it is, and just kind of own it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and less kind of shying away from it, but going, Do you know what, yeah, sometimes that's how my energy moves. And it may be, like like recently we've had my dad here doing some work, and he is what I can only refer to as a chaotic perfectionist. <laughs> so in <it, laughs> He, he's, he's seeking perfection in the end result, but the process itself is pure chaos. <laughs> so there's, there's just the there's stuff everywhere. There's no clear kind of plan as to what he's doing other than what he knows in his head. And it drives me mad because I need to understand kind of what's happening and when are you doing it? And are you going to tidy those things up? Can I put <laughs> those away? Um, and I have to keep reminding. I kind of keep sitting with it going, you know what? I feel really grumpy, really annoyed about this. And then having to go, well, do you know what, okay, I can be. I've got my spaces in, my space is kind of being impacted. Right. I'm, I'm out of control of what's happening. Just lean into it and go, okay, it's temporary. Accept that it's going to make you grumpy. Own the grumpiness so then I can share it with my husband. I can say, look, this isn't about you, but all these things at the moment are really pissing me off <laughs> yeah. and are really kind of annoying me. And share it with him. He has then a place to share as well. So we don't end up holding it. And end up using it kind of in a bitter way against each other and sniping at each other Um, just to kind of lay it all out and go, look, this is this is where I am with it. And it's it's annoying, but mm-hmm. it's temporary. So kind of that, that acknowledging and accepting and then being curious about, OK, OK, where is this coming from? Is this me or is this external? Um, what do I want to do about it? Do I just want to wallow in it for a while? and kind of really do that nice seething kind of pity party that we like (laughs) to do now and then Um, and then go right okay I'm over I can I can park it and move on because quite often if we don't do that bit and we try and glide through it really quickly and get get through and get past it we don't get to do the the healing bit or the understanding bit um so whatever the thing is ends up staying there and it ends up coming back up we least expect it or it comes up when we don't want it to or it comes out in ways that we didn't really mean it to that then end up kind of hurting other people so it's kind of yeah getting comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling of sitting with something and going okay this is I'm gonna have a sit down with this thing and get to know it a little bit Mm
0: -hmm. I (laughs) love what I'm hearing from you just there's a lot of like um Self inquiry and self acceptance. I think we, there tend to be all these stories about um, what a human is like. And we are all so different. And we tend to like think that we have to fit into these molds of like, oh, I'm supposed to behave like that. I'm supposed to think like that. And we have this idea sometimes that like there's only one way. And I just really yeah. like what you're saying about no, the way I honor myself is I understand who I am different from all these other people and like love and accept that and work with it. And, you know, even like you're saying, like the difference between you and your dad (laughs) and how you might do something and being able to like, okay, how do we work within this? You know, not like you need to change or I need to change, but like, how do we work within this?
1: yeah and, and accepting that's the way he works that's the process my process is i hate it but i know i'm going to really appreciate the end result right. so making it kind of worth that and not having this kind of exactly as you were saying this right or wrong this kind of black and white duality but knowing there's all this stuff in between and we can let each other be who we are as long as there's that allowing of each other it's like a two-way a two-way street um and also kind of that accepting of that those darker bits of us. If, if, if I was to plaster on a smile, I'd be like, no, everything's fine, I'm not going to make a fuss, he's doing us a favour, so I, sh- I should be grateful and I, sh- I should be grateful and I should be happy and I should be understanding. No, I, I need an outlet for that, otherwise it just, it, it, it all sits in and it just kind of gets really gross and um, and ugly giving it an outlet it literally lets off the steam of it and it kind of dies away and you go actually it's not that much of a big deal it's a week out of a whole year and then we're going to have a lovely result at the end so kind of right. yeah get over
0: it yeah so you kind of touched on my next question which is about honoring that darker side um what does that look like for you what other ways does that come
1: across um i think there's something in there about having um like knowing knowing that we all carry some kind of pain and that whilst there is a thing about time heals mm-hmm. it doesn't always heal completely and stuff they'll come back around to us so especially when we have um pain that we've that we haven't healed or or grief sorrow or rage whatever it is it's kind of saying well, do you know this is also part of me and to try and remove it from who i am and either pretend it doesn't exist or ignore it that dishonors it as well because that's it's it's part of us um and whilst it may what that healing cycle is for me is more kind of a a spiral so it's not that you go around once and that's it you're healed it's kind of a more of a spiral thing that you come back to often But each time you do come back, there is a little bit more healing that happens. It makes things a little bit easier the next time round, and there is that understanding there of you understand a little bit more who you are and why you are. Like, why do things hurt us? Is it because it crossed our values? Has it been a um, a, a, like a a physical thing that's happened? Is it a trauma? And if you know more about the thing that's hurt you or what what that thing is, and you can you can lean more into that healing of it as well. Mm -hmm. um again it's for me it always comes to acknowledging accepting um having that awareness and then going right okay what is my intention then around this thing now that i know about it and it's there what do i want to do about it do i want to heal it because i've buried it for so long and that's not getting me anywhere so healing okay so then how do i how do i heal this i need to carry it with me to to heal it because very much think that if we try and leave bits of us behind even the bits that we may not like they just drop as an anchor Mm. and they either hold us back into a time or they hold us back into a place or they hold us back into um a version of who we who we are or who we were that we then struggle to move forward from so it's kind of easier to go right okay i'll carry everything up with intention and i'll carry it um as an awareness of it's part of me and I'll move forward from here, rather than trying to leave it behind. And then it kind of acts. there's um, a bit like a um, one of the characters out of uh, *Christmas Carol*. Is it is it Marley, the the, the first ghost? He has these chains mm-hmm. and these kind of falling chains on him. I kind of in my head, that kind of unless you're going to pick it up and do something about it, they're just going to hang around as kind of like head weights that hold yeah. us back.
0: Yeah, I feel like we have this idea in our societies that, like, we have to push away these things and hide them because they're, like, Mm -hmm. not acceptable, quote-unquote. And I keep hearing this theme from you of, like, understanding and acceptance, and not necessarily acceptance in the sense of, like, oh, it's okay that I think X, Y, or Z, but, like, welcoming that thought in so that you can then process it and maybe shift it rather than just like leaving it behind, like you say, and it being like these chains that you're dragging along with you because you're ignoring this thing and it's not going away from ignoring it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And once you have that awareness, you know that perhaps in a certain situation, if you react a certain way, where that's coming from, it's not a confusing thing or a worrying thing, or am I losing my mind? Why is it I keep doing this? It's like, to know what, this is. And not necessarily triggering. I think triggering gets overused and, and wrongly used, but it's something that kind of, harks back to and brings up something in us that that causes a reaction that we're not always in um control of so knowing at least where that thing is rooted in we go okay this is I know where this coming from this is because I had an argument with someone the other day and I haven't fully gotten past that I'm now carrying that into this conversation which has nothing to do with it but there is still part of that there so yeah that awareness may not be acceptance may not be it's it's okay. I love it. It's, right. it's, um, it's all, it's all good. It's a yeah, this is kind of mucky, but I'm going to carry it for a while and I'll find a way to, to sort it out and clean it up.
0: Yeah. And it sort of allows for the understanding. And I think a lot of times if we dig back into the root of these things, we see that they actually make sense that like you, Are responding that way because that was a way that you learned to cope with something in the past and it makes sense and it served you, and now it doesn't serve you so much. And so you can like start to unpack that and shift and see if there's different ways to respond.
1: Yeah, so we can see hang on, this, yeah, this is exactly this is a story that I used to carry because of these things that used to happen, but I'm not that person anymore. Or that was when I was a child, I didn't have the opportunity to speak what I wanted. Now I do so I can take back that control and, and heal this thing a little bit and it'll get lighter to carry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So along the lines of those sort of shadow side of us, um, how do we, or what do we do when, when honoring ourselves means we need to do something uncomfortable? And that doesn't even necessarily need to be a shadow side, but like, you know, I need to do something to take care of myself and that whatever action is going to be uncomfortable, how do you approach that?
1: Um, I think it, it varies depending on if is it is it just something on my own is it something that I need to kind of involve someone else with, but I think and it's very easy to say and not always easy to do, mm-hmm. but um, but head on is, is often kind of the quickest way through something is to go right okay I'm gonna just literally barge in on this and go this is what this is what's happening why is it happening let's unpack it all or it may be a more tentative approach but it's definitely kind of almost like feeling out what the thing is um and there's also i think maybe a kind of a level of familiarity there as well like is this an old pain that i'm used to is this an old discomfort that is coming back around again for me that i can go okay hang on i know i know what this is i know where this is coming from i'm walking with it for a while i can kind of go through that that same kind of similar thing that I've done before? Or is it something that's quite raw and new that I'm like, hang on, where is where is this? Where has this come mm-hmm. from? What is it? That you need to kind of be a bit more tentative with um, and kind of unpacking what it is. Um, and I think it's certainly I was gonna say it's easier when you have things that are just your own to deal with because you haven't got that other kind of another person involved or another person that you have to kind of consider um but I think when you're just dealing with your own stuff by yourself then you don't have other person other people's kind of feelings to consider but obviously if there's something that's kind of getting in the way that you between you and someone else that you need to have an uncomfortable conversation with then you have to kind of consider their feelings but for me i'm learning to do this more still prioritize my own truth and to try and manage the output of that conversation for what i need mm-hmm. so it may be that i need to have an, an uncomfortable or a difficult conversation mm-hmm. and i want to be aware of the other person's feeling but i don't want to back down from it to save their feelings if then that means that i don't get the result that i need so it's um yeah, balancing those boundaries and um, our own needs and kind of, again, leaning into that discomfort and going, you know what, this is going to be uncomfortable and possibly awkward, but I'm just going to have to go with it because that short period of awkwardness might then mean for me on the other side that I get what I need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as a as a lifelong people pleaser that I keep thinking I'm over it and just <laughs> come i <discover I'm> not... <laughs> It um, kind of feels
0: like an ongoing journey, doesn't it, if I am the it same?
1: It does, yeah. A bit like, again, that spiral is kind of, you think, oh, yeah, no, I've done that now. I've, I've, I've realize what it is that I do, and um, I, I won't do that anymore. And then something else comes up, it's like, damn it, that's, <laughs> that's that. That's that again coming up. So and I think that with, with that, then, you have to be kind of gentle with yourself as well, and you can't kind of expect to do it right first time or to get the result that you want the first time. Um, or to even kind of even get any result it's kind of sometimes ve- like venturing into something that's uncomfortable might result in kind of just backing away from it completely and going you know what I'm not quite ready to have a look at that just yet I'm going to or accepting that you need help with it and saying actually this is maybe a thing that a therapist could help me with to explore because I can't find my way into where this thing is rooted so I need someone else's external help on it um, so asking for help again, not often or not always a natural thing for me to do, but it's kind of acknowledging that, yeah, I don't you know what I'm not, I'm not qualified to do with this. <laughs> someone, someone needs to help me with this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I like the idea of kind of giving yourself that grace, whether it's that you need help or whether it's that, no, this is too much for me right now. And I have to like allow this to be for a little bit more before I take some action and just really, um, in a sense, being gentle with yourself, like challenging yourself, but being gentle with yourself.
1: Yeah. And again, there's a whole spectrum of kind of shadow work all the way up to kind of the light and love brigade. You think kind of, you don't ever have to look at any shadow. There was, within there, there is a spectrum. And then people that really like to hang out on that really dark messy end and maybe there's almost a kind of an addictiveness into kind of keep digging into stuff and digging and digging. Um, but I kind of hang out somewhere in the middle where it's, I've, I've got that awareness I will kind of venture into looking at shadow stuff, but it doesn't need to be all the time because that's, again, you kind of need that balance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You don't need your life to be heavy all the time. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no, definitely not.
0: Um, so how do you balance Long-term and short short-term efforts in honoring yourself, um, so that you can feel fulfilled.
1: Um, I think I think the short-term stuff is kind of for me, and, and I kind of for some reason lately I've I seem to have been out of step with it, so I'm trying to get back in step. Is having a, a daily practice which supports me on a, a very. Um, micro scale and I've been doing um some posts this week about it and some email stuff about kind of having some really basic check-in stuff and go right have I had enough to drink have I had enough sleep how I had some human contact today um outside of my husband especially at the moment um where we're, we're all living in very odd situations we don't we maybe see as many people as we would normally do So it's kind of making sure it's like I'm speaking, I'm picking up a friend, messaging a friend, I'm speaking to someone that isn't my husband. (laughs) I love him, but I've seen him every day. (laughs) Um, So kind of having those types of things. um, Like I get outside, have some outside, like all the kind of stuff that I know fills me up to do those things, because if I'm doing that, then I'm honoring my needs. So especially on kind of rest, what like, like physical body needs, mm-hmm. I think it's really easy um, to get switched off from those because we get so focused on doing a task and the task becomes very important because of the culture that we have about you have to do things all the time, you have to be doing, you can't just be being, you have yeah. to be doing something. It gets so easy that we miss signals about being hungry, about being stressed, about being tired, um, about being thirsty, about needing to go to the loo. It's, it's kind of, it's like ridiculous how often I can sit here and think I'll go to the loo in a minute, I'll go to the loo in a minute. <laughs> and a whole hour's gone by and I'm kind of sat here really un- uncomfortable needing a wee. Like just get off or okay? go. It's just a really weird thing. Um, but honouring those like needs, our short term needs as they come up. I think is really important and then on that longer term scale it's about um, and I do a lot of work with clients around this is kind of from a purpose perspective what is it you want to be achieving what are your long-term goals what is important to you how does that relate to your values And, and who you are and who you want to become and then making plans that mean that you're moving towards that because I think the worst thing is and I think I spent a lot of my time through my thirties doing this is not having a direction for myself. And then each year looking back on you and thinking I've done nothing I've done, I've not really learned anything outside of my job. I've not really progressed in any way. I've just kind of been coasting. Um, So I've kind of into my forties now and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here for coasting anymore. I want to have, and again, it's not hustling.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind
1: of, it's, it's just not coasting. It's not being on autopilot and letting life just tick by day after day. It's kind of right. Like, what is it that I want to achieve this week, this month, this year? How can I move towards that in a way that still honours my body's needs for rest, um, for having fun? Um, so kind of having that balance of, of things, I think, is is important. That kind of that both short-term here and now and that long-term. And how can I join the two up? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're kind of bringing up this sort of two ideas. One is like our culture's emphasis on like doing Mm -hmm. and not being, and also a real emphasis on like um, job and purpose in the work sense. And a lot of times some of those things just like end up taking priority over, like you're saying, like get up and go to the bathroom. I mean, like, some of these things that are so simple. And, you know, yeah. I love what you're saying about really paying attention to those physical needs on a regular basis. And what do you want? Cause it's so easy to get caught up in that, like just going through the motions of I get up and I go to work and whatever and not thinking about like, you know, what, what does your soul need? Yeah. You know, yeah. and like what, What kinds of things can you do to to nourish that as well as your employment or your career
1: yeah yeah and and it may be that having um a hobby is is enough for purpose for you as long as you have something that is kind of that 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 drives you and has um that gives you some, some sense of meaning like it's if that's not your job, and fine. Not everyone is going to have purpose in in their job and go. This is my vocation. This is what I was born to do. I was born to do a project manager, which is kind of my um, one of one of my hats that I wear at work. Like, and that's not what I am here to do. My purpose is in coaching and supporting women to be kind of um, the best versions of themselves and to discover who that is in beautiful ways. And at the moment, that is something that is is growing and building. Thing, but that's my purpose that's what gets me up each morning that's why I love Mondays now because Monday is a day that I do that work um so having that kind of honoring that that in within us and going right okay this is a need that I want to explore and be curious about going what is this pull that I'm feeling what does that look like and following those little breadcrumbs and see where they go um that, is, that I think is a big part of honoring as well is that that little kind of soul tug that we get.
0: Yeah. And I like what you're saying about, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be your, like your work that you get paid for, or that's your primary income. Yeah. That there's ways to honor that, um, that passion that are just like a hobby or, you know, a, a small side job or something like that. And I, I really love that because I think our culture puts so much emphasis on our work. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that takes away from honoring ourselves physically, like we were saying, but also we forget that, that we can have hobbies or other activities that really um, honor our gifts and that are our purpose. And it doesn't have yeah. to be through a job.
1: <laughs> no, no. And that's, uh, Again, it's not a very um societal norm for us at the moment, right. but I think it's it still has a great value of fulfillment if you can find what that thing is,
0: yeah, and make space for it and I, that's one yeah. of the ways to honor yourself is to make space for those things that really fill you up
1: yeah, so this is important to me, so I'm gonna find it a place in my life where um where I can honor it, yeah exactly, yeah, so
0: Especially in this time of COVID, this um, my next question is sort of related to that, which is, you know, how do you honor the joys, the successes in your life when you're surrounded by pain or struggle? Um, what does that what does that look like, and how do we honor the pain and the struggle of others while we honor our joys and successes and things like that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a really important one, and it's kind of um, having to get very focused on that your joy doesn't diminish someone else's discomfort. And again, it's not that duality thing of either or, there's kind of there's a whole range of stuff, and it all gets kind of blended in together, and um, prioritizing pleasure and nice things to do is 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 for me uh, an important one I'm I'm child free and one of my greatest pleasures is that I can have a shower or a bath anytime of the day <laughs> that I want so
0: jealous <laughs> <laughs>
1: that seems to be like a really um a big luxury it's pretty like can I say that to women who are mums, it's kind of imagine like having to have that as a thing so so prioritizing so for me that's a really nice pleasurable thing to do is, is to have a, a almost ritualistic long bath
0: mm. um,
1: but that comes with having to kind of release the judgment around it as well going you know what this is something that's important to me I like doing it I can do it I'm like no one says I can't it's 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 my joy to do this um so I'm not going to feel guilty about it I'm not going to judge myself for it and likewise if other people are prioritizing their pleasure as long as that's not at the harm to anyone else then can't let them go for it like that's if, if that's what brings them happiness and joy especially at the moment when there is so much other stuff that's around which isn't joyful yeah. then let people have their joy like let them if that's what they enjoy doing then um releasing that judgment around it and talk going back to what we were talking about earlier about being an example is also doing that to kind of be a bit of a way shower and a a kind of an example of, look, it's okay. You can, I can have this joy and I can share this joy. Um, And then likewise, I can also acknowledge that this thing is going on. Um, Especially at the moment, I think on, on tools like Instagram, on stories, there's a lot of things that clash up against each other. Like I often will post a story about a black lives matter thing or another kind of social justice element and then the next one will be either a picture of my cat or a funny meme or something else so you have to kind of accept that you don't just have this one thing you can have the two exist at the same time Mm -hmm. and by showing people that's okay it lets other people then go well you know what I I, yeah I, I can have my joy as well I don't have to keep the no one's going like how long is it we have to be miserable for now is it like, (laughs) like you can do the two at the same at the same time um and acknowledging that even when things are really heavy and slow and painful there is going to be joy somewhere like it's not a whole blanket thing although it feels like it a lot of the time especially at the moment it's not one whole misery blanket that's around the whole world there is so many other joyful things that are happening and to tap into them gets you a little bit of joy as well. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe a bit of an Irish thing, but the Irish especially have a very dark humour and finding that joy and that laughter kind of releases a little bit of tension of a situation and um, like an Irish wake so before before um a, a funeral is a really big party mm. um, and some that I've been to the last one that I went to, my uncle who had died was was laid out in the living room and the house was full of people basically having a party and celebrating who he was. Um, and you don't get that in the UK. I don't know if, if it if you would get that in the states at all, but it's it's you can have those two things together. Yeah. And you can have that celebration, that joy and the laughter whilst acknowledging that sadness and that grief that's there as well and allow them both to have their own time and space. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not an easy balance. They're very easy things to say and not always an easy balance to, to to have. But I think accepting it is okay to have my joy and to share my joy because that often lifts other people up as well.
0: Yeah, and I think making space for those things and fostering them allows us to be able to cope with the struggles and support others in their struggles. I think we don't do very much good to ourselves or others if we don't allow space for those joys and those successes and those celebrations.
1: No. And I think often as well, if you're kind of if you're shut, if you're trying to sh- shut yourself off from things like pain and grief, then you also end up shutting yourself off from from joy because you kind of you completely lower your um, your ability to feel anything. Yeah. So, so kind of having a little bit of each and allowing both in, then you get to kind of say, okay, these can both exist, and actually. I can't I'm not just one thing at one time I can hold grief and pain and anger and I can laugh at something that's funny as well it's like both both are possible
0: yes yeah I'm glad you said that so um one of the questions that I got from my community when I asked like what would you like to know about honoring yourself was what does it look like to honor yourself on a budget what does that look for you? What are like Ooh. cheap ways to honor yourself?
1: <laughs> I think this is a really good question because if I think about honoring in the terms of self-care, then it, capitalist culture has really got hold of self-care and told us that we have to spend fortunes on bubble baths <laughs> and go shopping and, and going on spa days. And that's what self-care looks like. But if we want to honor who we are and, um, And what our needs are in a kind of budget friendly way, then for me, it's things like journaling. Um, You can buy really cheap notebooks and pens or you can just type onto your phone. And that's a really powerful way to honour what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Um, It's the the best way that I know to kind of literally get stuff out of my head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. So I can see it with some context and I can see it with a bit of distance and especially kind of ways like free writing just kind of whatever is coming up go, aha that I didn't know that was a thing that I was carrying and Mm -hmm. there it is in black and white and then you can explore that a bit further because you then got that awareness um and especially a thing that's been quite powerful for me quite lately is guided journeys they're a kind of meditation and it's um going on 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 a journey to either meet part of yourself or meet a guide and in in doing that again it drops you into that liminal space um where you kind of your consciousness and your subconsciousness get to kind of have a little bit of a chat mm-hmm. and then stuff the stuff comes up that you can then explore perhaps in in journaling um so that's a great way to honor some stuff especially shadow stuff that we maybe not always are aware of that we can have access to in, in those guided journeys um being in nature is 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 often if you're fortunate enough, and again, there is some privilege attached to this, depending on where you live, but if you can get outside and see some greenery, then you can honour so much of yourself in relation to um, the well-being aspect of being outside. There's there's a whole lot of the science stuff that's been done around just the the good um Impact of just seeing the color green or even just seeing pictures of trees mm. is, is good for you. So, being outside in any way, I think, is a really powerful way to, to honor our needs. Um, and I think connection as well is a really important one. So, connecting with community, um, finding that kind of building a sense of belonging either with family, with friends, with community, with ourselves. Going back again to talking about heritage, like understanding what is important from a heritage point of view and building up that m- more of a solid sense of ourselves mm. are pretty much kind of things you can do either free or, or low cost for at, at some level, anyway. I mean, there is a whole load of stuff you could do on the heritage stuff if you go into like the ancestry things, but for me, I found that overwhelming. I've gone to that's too much. <laughs> On one side of my family, there's my dad had like seven seven siblings, so trying to get family trees is just too much. So it's enough for me to know that level of heritage and then explore that in the kind of the macro sense of, okay, so what does it mean to be Irish in that way? What would have been important to them? And, um, and yeah, and, and kind of find ways like that to kind of have that connection and honouring of, of who I am. mm mm-hmm yeah and you
0: even mentioned earlier a lot of the ways we can just honor ourselves cheaply in the physical like use the restroom when you need to eat when you're yeah. hungry
1: <laughs> like
0: just yeah. some simple things good sleep um
1: yeah 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 just just listening okay what what, what does my body need right now and kind mm. of if, if that's just rest if that's just like just literally lying down and doing nothing for half an hour go and do that that honors a need and again removing that judgment of it or i should be doing this or can i really lay down here for half an hour like if you've got kids maybe take your kids and go like we're gonna go and lie down for half an hour mm-hmm. um and finding yes yeah, definitely honoring what your physical needs are is a really powerful way to also put the self first and um yeah, is much more powerful and although I love them is much more powerful than great big
0: long bubble <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just such a beautiful question you had there of like, what does my body need right now?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Is there anything else about honoring yourself that you feel you want to share today?
1: Um, I think what I've found very lately is the, that that the the embodiment of honoring is literally that of what does my body need right now and that can look different at different times so it's not about saying right like, every morning I have to get up and I have to do 20 minutes exercise and I have to do 20 minutes journaling and then some meditation I have to do these things it's like what does my body need what do I need um and and that I can I think has been a really useful lesson for me of not thinking i have to have this very rigid structure but just having a collection of tools that i know that i can call on Mm. and a a, um a set of behaviors like going okay so go to the bathroom i need to go to the bathroom or having a lunch break i recently for my work calendar put in lunch breaks and i've said you can't put a meeting here if you need to put a meeting here, speak to me first, and maybe I can be flexible. But this is my lunch hour, and that is sacred time. <laughs> so I, simple,
0: um, right? That so many people yeah. don't
1: do, nor no, they're at their desk. Or... People are going to think, who on earth does she think she is that <laughs> she gets to book out lunch in her calendar? Um, but just, but that's, that's what I need. I need to have a lunch break, I need to have that, that structure. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I I think that really embodying the need and going right what physically do I need to have do I need to go out for a walk do I need to have a cry Um, that that's often something that comes up if I'm listening to a piece of music or even an advert where there's something happening and there's kind of I can feel that (laughs) that kind of prick in here I'm like okay what's this (laughs) I need to have some cry and it's because there is so much going on that like there isn't one particular thing I can't tell you I'm sad about this or I'm angry about this it's just like life at the moment is really big yeah (laughs) and that really cathartic messy cry sometimes just just clears away some of that that kind of the sticky stuff um so, so definitely that kind of embodying and that um that listening and that body wisdom and what do I need what am I feeling what do I need right now yeah I think
0: that's so important especially in these times right now because I think sometimes we don't realize how much we're holding through all of this COVID experience and um just really allowing space to honor your emotions your physical needs and because it's easy to forget like, oh, I need to like go about as normal, but this is not normal. No, so making it's... space for that is totally okay and totally necessary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And knowing as well that perhaps we're just in the middle of it. So it's not as if we're going to go, okay, and now next week it's gone. I can kind of um, just get back to how my life was before. It's like, this is going to be a long-term thing for We don't know how long, so I need to get used to just kind of clearing the stuff out Mm -hmm. and finding ways to manage it and finding safe spaces to share it in or finding ways that I can shed it or go, okay, okay, so this is, this is a heavy ball behind me. I need to find some way to pick it up, look at it, understand what it is, make friends with it, give it a hug. (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
0: Sometimes those things just need to be seen.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah
0: so how can people find you?
1: So on the web, I am this curious life coaching. Um, and on there, I offer one-to-one coaching, um, some group programs that I'm working on for the new year. Um, I hold sister circles and, um, workshops exploring Lilith. Lilith is a great archetype for, for honoring yourself because she's a, a a real solid example of a woman who wasn't shy of, of being who she was. Mm. Um, So the little stuff that I do is, is, is a really good example of that. Um, I'm on Instagram probably a lot more than I should be as curiously (laughs) (laughs) underscore Sadie. Um, And that, yeah, that they tend to be the, the, the key places that you can, that you can find me hanging out.
0: Yeah. And you have a wonderful newsletter that you send out.
1: I do yeah I I really enjoy um kind of curriculating them there's kind of bits that I write there's stuff in there that is that I've loved from other people um I like doing the tarot card the playlist the whole thing is just like a real pleasure for me to do um so yeah so they go out monthly on the new moon
0: yeah Awesome. And I will include links to all of your goings on in the show notes so people can Mm. find you.
1: beautiful.
0: Thank you, Sadie, for taking this time.
1: Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kim. Yes.
0: Thank you for joining me in the Garden of Belonging. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any others. And if you leave a review, it really helps it reach and support more people. If you'd like to explore these topics more deeply, join me in the Garden of Belonging community. There's a link in the show notes for more information about that. Until next time, take care of you. Music in this episode by Dan O. Songs.